Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In this episode, you're going to learn how to pronounce and use some of the most difficult words in the English language. So, the first word we're going to look at is through. Through. T H R O U G H. Through. Now, this one has a pretty hard T H sound. You're really going to put your teeth, your teeth between your tongue. <laughs> You're really going to put your tongue between your teeth to make that strong T H sound. Through. Through. Okay. Now, you will notice, at least in the United States, a lot of us actually just say through. Through. And we do this just because it's faster and it's easier, you know. So instead of saying through, we just say through. Now, this is a much more informal way of pronouncing the word. So just be aware of that if you choose to say the word in this way. All right. So now let's talk about the definition and how to use the word through. So through actually means from one side or one end to the other. And in other cases, it can mean from the beginning to the end, which is more or less the same thing. It just depends on the context. So let me give you some examples. A very common way to use this word through is when we're talking about entering on one side and exiting on the other side. For example, I walk through a crowd. I'm walking through a crowd of people. So I start at the beginning or one end of this huge crowd of people and I'm walking through and I exit on the other side of the crowd. I have gone through the crowd. Another example, the bullet went through his body. The bullet went through his body. So what that means is the bullet entered on one side, went through his body, and exited on the other side of the body. It went all the way through. Another example, similar to the first one, is walking through the forest. Right? You enter on one side of the forest. You walk all the way through to the other side. I walk through the forest. Now, another context in which you will use this word through is when you're talking about a period of time. For example, it's really common 
to hear somebody say this store or this restaurant is open Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday, which means from the beginning of Monday until the end of Friday, this place is open all the way through the entire five days. This place is open. Hopefully that makes sense. Another example is I had to sit through a three hour lecture, which means I had to sit down and listen to this lecture from the beginning all the way until the end through the entire period of time. I had to listen to the lecture again. Hopefully that makes sense. And if none of this makes sense, feel free to leave your questions below in the comments or shoot me a message on Instagram. I try to respond to all my DMS when I get the chance. So if you do have doubts, feel free to reach out and send me a message. All right. Now, the last common way that we use this word through is to talk about when we are done or finished or we have arrived at the completion of a job. So let me give you an example. Tony is already through with his homework. Tony's already through with his homework. And that's literally the same thing as saying Tony is already done with his homework. He's already finished with his homework. Another example. Hey, are you through with that report I asked you for? Are you through with that report? I know that sounds strange, but like I said, it's literally the same thing as me asking you, are you finished or are you done? Have you completed that report? Are you through? And if you come to the United States, if you stay here long enough or talk to enough English speakers at some point, I'm almost positive you will hear them use the word through in this way. Like, hey, you guys all through? Are you through with your food? Are you through with your drinks? Right? Are you through working out or something like that? It's very, very common, and it's just another way of saying, are you finished? Are you done? Have you completed that task or that thing? All right? Cool. Now, let's move on to the next word on the list, which is tough. And we spell this word T-O-U-G-H, tough. Now, this one doesn't have the T-H sound in the word, but the G-H at the end of the word actually makes an F sound, tough tough. All right, so let's talk about the definition and the usage of this word. So let's start with the figurative ways to use this word. The first one, tough can mean difficult to accomplish, resolve, endure, or deal with. So here are some examples. That's a tough question. That's a tough question. And really what I'm saying is that's a difficult question to answer. And it's very common to say things like this. That's a tough question. It's really difficult to answer that question. It's tough. Another example. We are going through some tough times right now. Some very tough times, which is the same thing as saying we are experiencing some very difficult or some very challenging times right now. Last example. Learning a language can be a tough process. Again, it's the same thing as saying learning a language can be a very challenging or very difficult process. It's very tough. All right, the second way that you can use this word is when you mean to say capable of enduring strain, hardship, or severe labor. So let me give you an example. If you want to be a soldier, you have to be tough. If you want to be a soldier, you have to be tough, which means you have to be able to endure or deal with pressure, pain, strain, hard times, difficult times. You have to be tough, okay, strong. Another example, she's a really tough chick. And just in case you don't know, the word chick is like a colloquial term for girl, 
Okay, so she's a really tough girl. She's very strong. She can take a lot of, you know, challenging things. Okay, she's not weak. She's tough. So you can think of it that way. Tough is kind of like the opposite of weak. And that could be mentally, that could be physically, spiritually. It's all the same. Or you can use it in all contexts is what I'm saying. All right. All right. Now, another way that we can use the word tough is when we mean to say that something is characterized by severity or uncompromising determination. Now, maybe that's not the best definition, but hopefully with these examples, it'll make more sense. All right. So, for example, Singapore has some tough laws. Singapore has some very tough laws. And what I mean when I say that is the laws in Singapore are very strict. They're very severe. If you break the law, there might be some very severe punishment. The punishment is very intense or severe. Hopefully that makes sense. So another example might be what kids need today is some tough discipline. Man, what kids really need today, this generation, they need some tough discipline, which means some strict, severe, very tough discipline. That's actually the perfect word. I can't find another word to express that. But some very strict, uncompromising discipline. That's what kids need today, some tough discipline. All right. So hopefully you're starting to get the idea of what this word really means now. Now, the last way that we can use this word is when we mean to say stubborn or very hard to influence. For example, Tony is a very tough negotiator. Tony is a tough negotiator. So what I mean when I say that is it's very hard to influence Tony's decisions. It's very hard to change his mind. He's very stubborn. He's very determined to stick to or stay with his way of thinking, his thought process, his opinions. It's going to be very difficult or very tough for you to convince him to change his mind or do what you want him to do because he's a tough negotiator, okay? Again, hopefully that makes sense. Now let's talk about the literal definition of tough. When I looked this up, the definition I found was strong or firm in texture but flexible and not brittle. Now, there's a lot of words there that I could probably explain for you if you don't understand them, but just understand that the basic idea of tough is very strong and firm. It does not break very easily. So I guess an example of the literal way of using this word is let's say you go to a restaurant and you buy, you ask for a steak, right? And you get the steak and they cooked it too long. So the steak is not soft and tender and enjoyable, but the steak is very firm. It's very tough. It's very difficult to cut the steak. It's very difficult to chew the steak because they cooked it too long. It's very, very tough, like a car tire. Cool. So let's move on to the next word, which is throughout. Throughout. Okay. Just like the word through, all you're doing is adding out to the end. Throughout. T-H-R-O-U-G-H-O-U-T. Throughout. So let's talk about the definition and the usage of this word throughout. So the first one, throughout basically means in every part of. So let me give you an example. You can find this restaurant in cities throughout the United States. So basically what that means is you can find this restaurant, let's say McDonald's, for example, in many cities all over the United States. That's another way of saying throughout is all over in every part of, throughout. It's basically the same meaning. So I could say you could find this restaurant all over the United States or 
I could say you could find this restaurant throughout the United States. And it's literally the same thing. All right. Now, the next way you can use this word throughout is when you mean to say during the whole course or period of during the whole time or duration of something. For example, it was a problem that troubled her throughout her life. So another way of saying that is it was a problem that gave her trouble or that troubled her during her entire life for the duration of her life, for the whole period, the whole time of her life. Hopefully that makes sense. So here's another example. She was with me throughout the entire process. So again, another way I could say that is she was with me during the entire process for the whole duration of the process from beginning to end the entire time. All right. She was with me throughout the entire process. Now, I would say that this isn't the most common way of using this word. So another way you could say those same two examples is it was a problem she dealt with her whole life. In my opinion, that's a much more natural and less formal way of saying the same thing. So example number two, she was with me during the entire process or she was with me for the whole process. In my opinion, those are much more natural ways of saying the same thing. Obviously, you can say whatever you want. I just want to give you an idea of what these words mean, how we really use them, and what sounds most natural, in my opinion. All right? All right, the next word on the list is thorough. Thorough. T-H-O-R-O-U-G-H. Thorough. One tip that I can give you to help you pronounce this word more easily is to think of the word thorough as if it were two separate words. The first one. Thur, like Thursday, thur. And the second word, row, like five people in a row or row the boat. So thur and row. And then you just quickly connect those two words together. Thorough, 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 thorough. All right. So now let's talk about the definition and the usage of this word thorough. Basically, what this means is in great detail or exhaustive. So let me give you an example of what I mean. The police did a thorough search of the house, but they couldn't find anything. So another way of saying that is the police did a very detailed search. The police did a very exhaustive search of the house, but still they could not find anything. They searched everywhere. They were very thorough. They were very detailed in their search. They looked in every little place and they couldn't find anything. All right. Another example. The police are doing a thorough investigation of the crime, which again just means a very detailed investigation. They're looking at every single piece of information. They're not skipping or missing anything. They're being very thorough. All right. Another example. I want this house cleaned thoroughly from top to bottom. Now, if you notice there, I said thoroughly, which is just the adverb in this case. It's So when I say thoroughly, I mean in a thorough manner, in a thorough way. So that's the same thing as saying, I want this house cleaned in great detail from top to bottom. Every single door, you know, toilet, mirror, everything. The counters, I want you to clean every single square inch or square centimeter of this house. Clean it thoroughly. All right. Last example, she gave us a thorough description of the man. 
And one more time, I'll repeat, it just means a very detailed description. She didn't miss any details whatsoever. Her description of this man was very thorough, exhaustive, detailed. Next word on the list, though, though, T-H-O-U-G-H, though. Now, this one is pronounced with a soft TH sound. So it's more like a buzzing TH sound. You're still going to put your tongue between your teeth to make the TH sound, but it's not th like thought or thorough or through. It's a very soft TH sound, and it sounds like this. Th, th. And I'm, if, you can't, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you're just listening. What I'm doing is putting my tongue between my teeth and just slowly releasing air, but I don't open my mouth. Th, th, though, though. And it's the same sound that you make when you say that or this or those or these. This, that, those, these, though. Okay? Not a hard TH, but a soft TH. And everything after the letter O in this word is silent. So the U, the G, the H, we do not pronounce it. It's just though. And you'll even see if, if you text a lot of English speakers, uh, especially younger English speakers in informal situations, if we're texting or writing something, we just write T-H-O. We don't write T-H-O-U-G-H because, like I said, we don't even pronounce that part of the word. So if you just write T-H-O, the person knows exactly what you're trying to say or exactly which word you actually mean to use in that situation. Now, that's technically incorrect. So if you're at work on your resume or a, a work email or something like that, do not write it that way. I'm just saying in very informal situations, to prove my point to you, I'm saying we do not pronounce the second half of the word. Sometimes we don't even write the second half of the word. All right. Anyway, let's continue. So let's talk about the definition and the usage of this word, though. Now, there's more than one way to use this word, and there are also words that are similar to the word though that mean the same thing. But for the sake of this episode, I'm going to keep it simple and teach you the most common way that we use the word though here in the United States. Well, the first and, in my opinion, the most common way is when we mean to say but, like B-U-T, or however, or nevertheless. And those are all kind of the same thing depending on the context. So let me give you an example. I could say, it's hard work, but I enjoy it. I could also say, it's hard work, however, I enjoy it. And I could also say, it's hard work. Nevertheless, I enjoy it. And in my opinion, the way I understand those phrases, they're all exactly the same. It's just different words that have the same meaning in this context. Now, where the word though comes into play is instead of putting that word at the beginning or the middle of a sentence, I would put it at the end of the sentence. There are some cases where you can put the word though at the beginning of a sentence, but in my opinion, it sounds extremely formal. So I'm going to teach you what I believe is the natural way that we use this word though. So let me give you the examples one more time. It's hard work, but I enjoy it. It's hard work. However, I enjoy it. It's hard work. Nevertheless, I enjoy it. Now, I could say, it's hard work. I enjoy it, though. So the word though many times is at the end of the sentence, and it functions the same way as the word but or however. Okay? Let me give you another example. I usually don't like coffee, 
but this coffee is good. So instead of using the word but in the middle of the sentence to connect the two ideas, I'm going to put the word though at the end of the sentence. I usually don't like coffee. This coffee is good, though. And that, that wasn't the right intonation, so I'm going to say it again. I usually don't like coffee. This coffee is good, though. That's the same thing as me saying, I usually don't like coffee, but this particular coffee is good. Or, however, this particular coffee is good. It's literally the same thing. And you're, it's going to take some practice for you to get accustomed to or for you to get used to putting the, the word though at the end of the sentence. But I'm telling you, in my experience, that's the most natural way to use this word. All right, cool. So the last word on the list is thought. Thought. T-H-O-U-G-H-T. Now, this word does have the hard T-H sound. Thought. Thought. And you can think of it not as two words, but what might help you pronounce this word is if you start by saying thaw. Thaw. And then just add a soft T sound to the end. Sometimes the T sound isn't even really pronounced completely. Thought. Thought. I thought. Okay. Now, the definition and usage of the word thought. Thought is actually the past tense of the verb to think. Right. I think about something today in the present and I thought about something yesterday in the past. All right. Now, thought is also a noun and it's simply the product of thinking. So the ideas or the beliefs or the opinions that you hear in your head while you're thinking are what we call thoughts. So here's an example of how we use this word as a verb, the past tense of the verb to think. Let's imagine a brother and a sister are talking to each other and the brother asks the sister, did you take out the trash before we left? And the sister says, no. I thought you did. I thought you took out the trash before we left. Right now, an example of how we use this word as a noun is do not focus on your negative thoughts. Focus on the positive ones. Okay. another example. The thought of not having to work next week is really satisfying. So the idea, the imagination, the vision of not having to work is very satisfying. I know it's very difficult to remember the pronunciation of all of these words and the ways that we can use all these different words. But you know what makes it even harder? Not practicing on a regular basis. All right. Do not just turn off this podcast feeling satisfied because you understood everything I said and everything is great. All right. You need to be practicing on a regular basis. You need to be writing sentences with these words, record yourself saying these words and then have your language partner correct your mistakes your pronunciation, your grammar, and things like that. And if you don't have a language partner, you need to find one as soon as possible. All right? For real, don't turn off this podcast. and Go watch Netflix or start scrolling on TikTok or something. All right? Practice your English. Practice your skills. It's the only way that they're going to get better. All right? This is Life in English. I'm Tony Kaizen, and I'll talk to you later. Peace. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.